it is an honour to get to share again. I, um, I'm going to talk in and around and about the topic of peace um, and it, a, a little bit of my journey. Um, I, I've had a strong interest in politics and um, the culture and the history of our country and um, kind of prophetic uh, longing for prophetic insight into what's happening and where are we going and what's happening um, kingdom-wise, where the, where the world's going, where our nation is going and um, been involved in a few campaigns along the way with um, the priceless campaign we had in our church a few years ago to try and influence the um, reforms to the prostitution laws in the NT and then more recently with uh, trying to influence the what goes into the new Anti-Discrimination Act that we have. And um, I couldn't help but get involved in these things. I wanted to be involved um, and I wanted to speak truth and contend with uh, and, and use my democratic... Um, my, my rights and my freedom to speak to government when those opportunities came but there's but the problem is there's there's a bit of a disquieting um a problem with it in that i i didn't like being in a reactionary kind of posture but it tends to be where you end up and i'm going this, this gospel is really good news but i feel like i'm uh in a I feel like I'm uh, reacting and pushing back all the time, trying to stop the tide. Um, and the unfortunate thing uh, with that is that it's communicated to the world that sometimes that, that Christians can be, um, I don't know, homophobic bigots or... Like, and we're going, that's not what we were trying to do. But sometimes the world picks up a different message from us. I'm going, but that wasn't my intention. We were just trying to contend for the things that we knew in God to be true and we wanted to influence our country for good. Um, but I was never quite comfortable with it, but I didn't know any other way. Um, I thought that was what we should do, you know, at least say, have a voice, at least say something. Um, but more recently, when I was involved in this most recent campaign, I, I felt like the Lord just saying to me, um, as he said to Moses, don't make any covenant with the, the peoples of the land that I'm taking you into um, because I'm going to remove them. So I don't want you to have any covenant with them. And, and I've just been wrestling with that idea that um, there's something about separation that the Lord wants us to have. And it's not piety. He doesn't want us to sit in a cave somewhere as monks and have no engagement with the world. But there's something about stepping back. And I'm going, well, what does that mean? Do you mean you don't want us to get involved? Like we're supposed to just let things happen in front of us with no no voice? Um, But I've been meditating on that. And um, I suppose one... um, Take me back to like some of the words of Jesus in in, uh, Matthew 10. Is this too windy or am I speaking, holding it too close? No, it's good. Um, Yeah, like 
I'll just read some of that. Matthew 10, in particular, he's sending the, he's commissioning the 12, and he's really straight up telling them this is what to expect. This is what's going to happen. Um, I'm sending you out, and uh, as sheep among wolves, and you're to be as smart as serpents, but as gentle as doves. So um, he's told them the character that they're to carry when they go, and he's told them to um, expect to see the kingdom come. You're going in my name. Um, And he's told them uh, you'll be rejected, but you'll be believed as well. Two things are going to happen. And... um, so it, it, it establishes that this kingdom is going to be taken by force. It's not, it's not this gentle touch. It's, it's, a, it's, a strong, it's a strong impacting gospel that, that is going to cause division. And all through chapter 10, he talks about it's going to divide everybody, everything. Um, and then in verse 34, uh, he, he, he says the most profound thing, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword, and I'm going, whoa. Like, it's such a heavy chapter when you read it. You go, is, is, um, uh, I thought Jesus was the Prince of Peace. You know, we celebrate him at Christmas, this Prince of Peace. But he's, um, so I want to meditate, I want to uh, expand a bit on just our understanding of peace because clearly there are some different understandings of peace. And in this reference, Jesus is talking about a kind of peace that he wants to disrupt. And he, um, so there was a spiritual status quo in those days and the gospel cut through the middle, caused a division and a clarity and it disrupted the status quo because but the whole nature of the battle is spiritual um, and there's a kingdom coming and there's a kingdom being displaced it's a spiritual battle so uh, there's a disruption and the peace that existed at the time was a peace that he didn't want to reinforce or continue he didn't want to uh, reduce conflict or bring some kind of harmony because he had to displace a kind of he had to displace that peace to bring real peace so to speak and, and I'm not saying he, brought, he was advocating anarchy at all, but we just, just he said that. So I wanted to unpack that. Um, and I'm come forward to the season we're in now. I feel like it's a similar season to the early church. We've got a season of secular and Christian commentators are saying the same thing it's just disruption we've had it for two decades or maybe a bit longer but it's accelerated the pandemic accelerated it there's a season of disruption um, and it's accelerating a lot of things good and bad Uh, but um, I keep thinking that it's it's what was the Lord said he needed to do that's what he wanted to do he he didn't come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. And uh, just reading that reference in Haggai, 
which is, can someone read it? No, I'll read it out. Two, hang on, 2.6. Which is familiar to a lot of you, probably. So for thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, uh, I will shake even the heaven and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of nations. That's Jesus. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. There's a, so if you, we don't recognise that there is a season of disruption that we're in right now, um, it's going to come upon you anyway because we're in it. We've had, a, we've had this pandemic. There's an energy crisis on the horizon. There's cultural wars going on. There's, there's all sorts of disruption. And some have described it as a grey zone almost. So it's like there's the end of something and the beginning of something. Um, and... Uh, it's happening at a national level and it's happening at, at, at an international level. It's, um, it's very hard to keep up with it. And it's, um, it's, the evidence is that there's just the levels of anxiety and stress in society uh, are just higher now than they've ever been. Um, the, the incidence of mental illness is just so high. And so uh, wealth and prosperity hasn't reduce that. We've got an increase in anxiety. It's, it's an extremely unsettling time uh, for everyone. And it's, uh, so how do we navigate that space as believers? Um, have we been, because we're not entirely immune to that, because uh, we've invested in the same things. We've got an we've got an investment. We've got an interest in in the same things, and we've been touched by it to one degree or another. And I'm not condemning that. Like as I said, we don't live in a cave. We're in the world, but we're not of it. But we're feeling the shaking as well. Like I don't know if my superannuation is going to be good for me in a few years to come. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know if the housing market's going to bottom out and. I don't know if there's going to be another war with China and Taiwan. I don't know these things. I don't know if energy's going to go through the roof and we won't be able to afford to drive a car or anything. Um, we're in the lucky country, so we say, but I, we've, we're being touched in different ways as well. So, um, is anyone... Cog you wouldn't think it when you see the number of expensive cars getting around Darwin, but does, does anyone feel like this is a season of disruption and change, has it impacted anybody in any way? Like, it, it, it is upon us, you know? Um, so how do we interpret these times? How do we, it's, if you're a bit weird like me, you want to understand this stuff all the time. And it's not, you know, so I'm not saying spend all your time doing that, but uh, it, it gives us insight to what we should do next and how we should live through these times and I think uh, one thing that is being shaken, that is being disrupted, is, um, are we on to that one? Yeah. 
is just where we've placed our peace and what peace and where we've been contending for peace. And I think back to how I've been lobbying and getting involved in different legislation that's been passed through our government. And part of me wants to restore what was to, uh, I'm old enough to remember a different time when nobody argued about certain things. They were just, we held those truths to be self-evident, but now they're not. So part of me has been contending for a restoration of those things. I, I'm going, God, I want, I want normal to come back. Um, I want those things, I want that time to come back. Uh, and, and I felt like it was, uh, in you, I thought it was a right, that, that was that was reality as you saw it as well. So part of me wants, has wanted a restoration of that and, and so I'm contending with men to try and bring that, that um, harmony back or bring that peace back um, into that space. However, <laughs> yeah, so... So I feel like the Lord's just saying, Matt, you've been fighting for um, a, a peace that I've said I didn't come to bring peace. I didn't come to bring that peace. I, you know, I came to bring a different peace. And so uh, I think it's helping me understand this tension. Does it, is this making sense? This tension there is... Um, so there's a piece there that was, we weren't really meant to contend for. And so there's a bit of a dying of that fight in me, but it's being replaced with another focus. And um, it has to, because I can't just zone out, be distracted and go, oh, it's all too hard, I'm going fishing. So um, something will capture me. So that's how the Lord works. He goes, I'm going to capture your attention and your imagination and your energy is going to go somewhere else because that's where it was going. Um, but I'm tired of being, a, a, you know, seen as a bunch of angry Christians. Um, and then I'm excited about hearing powerful inroads of the kingdom by people who haven't, haven't been fighting the way I've been fighting um, you know, I was listening to Leif Hetland the other day and he just, you know, he's talking about the power of the lamb coming in as the lamb with the authority of a lion but walking as a lamb and just into the heart of Islam in Pakistan and seeing people undone by love. And I'm going, he, that, he is just killing it. And he's come in low and slow, full of love. So he wasn't trying to um, contend for some other order. He was just being used by God to be used. And I'm going, ah, oh, boy, I'd really like to see that happen. It seems like an incredibly powerful way to operate. So, um, yeah. So that peace, as we know, Jesus re references peace in... Otherwise, that's where he says, I, I give you peace, but it's not as the world gives. So, uh, the peace of the world, I feel like it's the, is the, the, I suppose that's the main point I want to make. It's the thing that we're being shaken free of. So, we stop trying to defend it, stop trying to contend with it. Um, 
And it doesn't mean we're giving up, and it doesn't mean we're turning into anarchists. It's just there's a status quo that, that just life has led us into that um, he's, he wants to displace to in, insert another focus. And um, I suppose I'll, I'll come to my next point, how, sh- how, we should li- how then should we live? Um, I've been captured by that verse where Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and take my yoke upon you. And my burden is, my yoke is light, my burden is easy. And um, what's captured me is just the intimacy of that journey. And so when I've said, Lord, I, I, am I, how am I supposed, should I ignore all these things that are going on? Well, what's the thing you want me to do? And there may be one thing in the middle of it that he wants me to do. But I'm in step with him. Uh, and it's not enough to, for me to walk by a generic principle. Um, he's demanding greater obedience. And the age is such that unless I walk in that step with him, I'm going to have um, higher levels of anxiety myself about what's going on, but my peace rests in, in being in step with him. Uh, so, and he says it's easy and it's light, uh, yet it's, um, it doesn't sound passive and it doesn't sound ineffective. It's just a greater level of walking with him and finding that place of rest and peace uh, in, in all that we, as I journey. So, uh, it take, which takes me back to, you know, the, that Matthew 10 is, they, they were the, the best of times and the worst of times. There was huge upheaval in that early church era. Yet they were the, they were the crazy lovers who had peace and they walked through it. So, uh, it, and it really shouldn't have changed it's just that now that this disruption has come, we're alert to that, uh, and and the old order has it's take, we've got familiar with it, but there's a new order coming, and there's a new there's a new way, and, and it's um, you can just feel the excitement um, of this. Um, you can, you can feel the excitement in heaven over this season <laughs> because there's like a holy remnant. You know, a lot of people left church during the pandemic and never came back. But um, th- there's a remnant that um, is hungry for that voice, separated, separation with a purpose so that I'm not buffeted anymore by whether I get a win or a lose in that legislative space. I'm not buffeted by those things. I'm, I've got my eye on what he wants to do. And if, and, and if what, what happened in Pakistan is any um, encouragement to me, in the most opposite of places, the kingdom can just come like a flood with someone that's surrendered and doing just what the Father tells him to do. Uh, today and the next day, and when he says, and when and when something else is happening, and Jesus is asleep in the boat, then I'm going to sleep too. It's not my battle. It's not my fight. 
but when he tells me, he gives me an assignment, that's the one to do. So, um, uh, yeah, so, oh, in addition to that, I suppose that the, it's not that we become uh, dropouts, as I say, and disengaged, because, you know, it's in Philippians 4.8, it's, you know, whatever is good, whatever is noble, we're, we're into it. We're onto it. Uh, we're not, not the weird Christians who can't agree with things. Uh, <laughs> but, so, like, just to drop the negativity, you know, and uh, to be known as the people who, who, you know, the lovers who, and the unoffendable ones... Um, but to, to be able to speak as Jesus did, to speak clearly and cut between, um, cut between uh, spirit and soul. He, he spoke and when we speak, he, he, cut, he, he cut and he divided. He, 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 um, he got right in there. So, yeah, that, it's not an ineffective place. It's an extremely powerful place. And... And just to walk in peace, to cultivate his peace as our atmosphere that we carry. Um, because, and I know he's jealous for us to do that because um, I th- things are going to get, I'm not a prophet of doom, but things are going to get more difficult. And, um, and I look at the, the church in the, in the, in the persecuted, persecuted lands they have it extremely harder than us, yet they're, yet they're growing. The church is growing in Afghanistan. The church is growing in Iran where nothing is in their favour. Um, so there's a key to abiding and finding this real, the real economy of heaven, which, isn't, um, which may or may not be associated with the ability to change what happens at, at government, what change what happens in your workplace. It may or may not have something to do with that. Um, we're no, no longer invested in wrestling with men. I, you, know, you know, it's time to wrestle with God and uh, let him wrestle with you to, so that our hearts are wholly his um, so he can use you as just that surrendered lamb that can just walk into the situation and, and do the assignment and um, release um, heaven on earth in levels that we've that we dream about, that we want to see. So, amen.